You are listening to The Sauna Show, a podcast that explores new ways to combat modern life and reclaim your health and vitality. My name is Sebastian Miro and I'm the CEO of Clearlight Saunas International and a passionate entrepreneur and health enthusiast. I'm sitting down with scientists, holistic health practitioners and change makers in the wellness space to talk about all things detox, health and happiness. Welcome on the show, Elvian. Thank you so much for coming. I'm so excited to have you here because you have seen a lot of change in the health industry uh, through the business that you own and work work for, Malambimbi Herbs. And um, yeah, I just start start the question of like how how has it actually uh, bird's eye view changed between 20 years ago and where we are now? Would you say that things things have changed quite a bit and and people are more open or better products are there? Would love to hear all of it. <laughs> Yes, all of it. Um, things have changed a lot in the industry. Uh, basically, we started off uh, like a bit of an empty shop, really. <laughs> People would come in, it would look a little bit like, oh, okay, there's not a lot in here. And yet slowly over the years, the industry has grown and there has been a demand uh, from the public and also the naturopaths mm -hmm. involved for better quality products and more uh, science behind the products showing, you know, how they work so that our industry has changed from uh, a grassroots movement, let's say, where I started. Um, I first studied naturopathy because I was a mother of some stepchildren and my own children and I didn't know the handbook to motherhood and how to take care of them without running to the doctor every time. Oh, wow. So uh, I started experimenting <laughs> with <laughs> herbs with the children, but I also studied as well. And, uh, yeah, and these things really helped and worked and learning about diet and how that works with family. But, yeah, I have watched the industry uh, grow where the companies have taken on a lot of the research for us, which is supportive. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and our own little business in Mullumbimby, which is not so little anymore. <laughs> We have nine people working there, oh, wow. and yeah, as I said, it was empty in the beginning. Now it's so full, it's brimming. <laughs> so when and you said it was empty, was it just because there was nothing on offer, or weren't you quite sure <laughs> what people want? Or, I know mm. you also make a lot yourself mm. nowadays, so you produce actually yeah. your own yeah. formulas and that. Yeah, so uh, in the beginning, it was a matter of yeah, understanding what the community wanted because coming from the position of being a mum that wanted to look after my kids, mm. uh, I also wanted to, this business was about looking after families and community. Right. So, yeah, starting to understand what did the community want and what's good quality. Yeah. <laughs> uh, part of my job even now is to go through and find what is really good quality and what's not because mm. there's a lot, as people know, out there, you know, in the naturopathic um, herbal yeah, yeah, vitamin yeah. mineral world. So, so, yeah. So would you say that, you know, you, you, you buy one echinacea into the shop and and you can actually see that it might not work for people or, you mm. know, if, if you haven't done the test yourself and then you buy another brand and, you know, do mm. your research and you actually can really see that one functions so much better than other, even though it's both called echinacea? Yes, uh, oh, wow. exactly. And that, as you said, we make a lot of our own things mm. now. Well, tinctures, mm. because we were a little disappointed with some of the products that we we're getting yeah. and we also wanted to go as organic as possible. So we source from 
around Australia, uh, yeah. a lot of Tasmanian, and make our own tinctures. And our echinacea, wow, it's amazing. <laughs> it, that tingle is <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I really actually know. Yeah. I, I, I know exactly that tingle that you're talking yeah, about. It's yeah. it's it's very potent. And mm. I guess it's already an indication. Mm. Like if you if you take that type of echinacea, that you can mm. feel feel mm. the power of a plant like that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So um, with the industry growing too, um, I think that has also brought into um, education has grown and um, it's a bit of an interesting place, the education at the moment, because some of the universities are not wanting to teach naturopathy and natural medicines, saying there's not enough scientific validation. But the uh, the private schools and universities that are doing it are ploughing forward, proving there is scientific validation and, it's, yeah, it's a quite an interesting yeah. juxtaposition. <laughs> it sounds so. It should be a black and white thing. Either there, mm. there are... There is research that that mm. got published or not, yeah. So, yeah. so do universities just say, well, you know, there are only a thousand papers, therefore this is not enough for us, mm. uh, or the research is too new, or, or what, what's their quantification anyway for that? Look, it's not a strong area of mine understanding yeah. how they quantify the research yeah. or not. Fair but enough. and I know there's, a, as I said, a movement at the moment mm. where there is a lot of the. Um, uh, academics in our world that are bringing forth the research and publications yeah. to show to the um, the group that are saying there's not the research. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of, yeah, at the beginning of bringing forth the, the research is there and the trials are there. <laughs> we just got to bring them forward, yeah. Yeah, yeah, right. Mm. And the principle that sit, sits behind the Natural. whole field, it's, yeah. it's not – just a trial and error. This is mm. actually, I would think about, based on on quite old old principles. Can you speak a Empirical, little bit? Empirical, yeah, yeah, right. And look again, my business is a great example. Mm. This year, twenty years in mm. this position, and we are busier and stronger than ever, serving mm. our public with helping mm. them with their daily health needs, mm. and more and more people coming. And we work with the doctors in the town as well. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, oh, go see the girls down at Mullum Herbals. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, they'll help you. Yeah. So this is the evidence and yes um evidence that goes back you know to the beginning of time um where herbs and plants and weeds were used and that's why i picked this little it's a little sad now a little dry (laughs) this weed yeah this is a weed um and it's called biddens yeah biddens pelusa and a lot of you might know it as farmer's friends yeah cobbler's pegs yeah great and this little plant here uh, was always used traditionally, empirically, mm-hmm. in villages with people. Uh, they often used it for urinary tract infections. Wow. For yeah, yeah. Um, now these days, we're finding it is a very potent antibacterial, um, active against a lot of um, bacteria wow. that yeah. may not respond to antibiotics. Mm. So we use this little one a lot. In our clinic. <laughs> oh, and it's probably really abundantly available. Everywhere. Yeah. Well, I just walked in your garden now and picked some. So, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Right. So, so th- this knowledge about plants like that, mm. um, as you said, ha- have has been there partly from the beginning of the time. Mm. Now, I, I believe, and correct me if I'm right, but you you know so much better. There was a time where this was much more readily available to people, or just part of the of the the community's knowledge right Mm. and how did that how did it come about and how did it stop that's a big question (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> look, uh, how it came about, gosh, uh, you know, I can go back to thinking about, uh, you know, the the earliest times where humankind would walk and eat plants yeah. as part of their diet mm. and I guess over time they discovered some things were good, you know, at healing mm. certain mm. things and using on wounds or helping bring fevers down or, yeah, so just – Again, by use over time. Mm. Um, I guess there were accidents too when plants weren't so good <laughs> and, hope, and gladly they'd get passed on yep. because there's toxic weeds and plants out there too which people should be very cautious of. Mm. So knowing what you're doing is important. Um, yeah, and then, you know, we have all heard about, you know, in the villages the wise women generally knew of the plants and mm. herbs to give to the sick to help with pregnancies, to help with birthing. Um, how that stopped, or there was this horrible time when the the churches went about um, accusing these wise women mm. of witchcraft, and mm. and some men too, and um, it was driven underground because people were scared to uh, prescribe, yeah, you know, hand out the herbs and things for fear of being charged with witchcraft. So. They were very dark times. It, it took a backward step there. Yeah, yeah, especially in the and, Western uh, world, yeah? Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Mm. And in traditional tribes and things that carried on and, yeah. and we're getting a lot of knowledge from the Amazonian tribes and Africa. Yeah. We have plants from all around the world, which mm. is the beauty of access to the whole world now. We use yeah. plants from everywhere, which mm. is awesome. Um, and the Ayurvedic knowledge too, which uh, Jacinta, my business partner, imparts in the knowledge, that's the Indian, ancient Indian mm. way of treating and using plants there. Mm. Yeah, so um, I guess that's why it got pushed back a little bit. But again, you can't suppress something that's great and works. So yeah. it's come forward again. And now, yeah, the people are demanding the best health possible. And I've always, you know, I, I think modern medicine is amazing. Mm. We are so lucky to mm -hmm. have the hospitals and the doctors and the use of what we have. And if we balance it with our traditional plant knowledge and, you know, knowledge of foods, wow, what an amazing system Yeah, we we actually do have here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Also, some people might come up and say, well, you know, that people just had it in their head. How could that have been? you know, properly documented and how mm. do they remember? But back in the days and when, you know, when there was not much written word, I think our our brain worked quite differently and was much more able to retain information like that one and didn't have to rely on necessarily written words to do that. And mm. and, and I think also stories often would carry actually the essence of what a plant would be about and so Absolutely. on right so so mm. people and especially medicine women and, and what have you wise women would would contain this knowledge just so um so vividly that, that there was just no need of of, of a book or anything yep. like that and mm. you know and then you know in saying that you know that the chinese medicine and and traditional medicine and and ayurvedics i'm sure there are lots of written things as well mm. but something that we we discussed uh, with um with a, with a few guests before is that there was just a point where the attitude of of men just changed to the instant fix needed mm. and i think it has always been an dissolution and and i don't know how that came came about that people just thought like okay i need you know take a pill for for any l and you know and cures anything i i haven't seen that happening much anyway other than maybe with painkillers that instantly work or you know what what, what, I, mm. what i'm saying i guess is that there was an attitude i want the the instant 
within a day or within an hour in a result and i think that that wasn't really great for for people in general Hmm. So, um, have you seen that attitude and have you seen that mm. attitude? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. Even in Mullum BBP, we get that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I sometimes have that attitude, yeah. but it would be nice. you know, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, look, I mean, bottom line, I believe health comes down to not just one thing or not just to medicine either. Mm. It's, you know, your lifestyle, the way we live, the way we interact with our community, diet, and we're individuals, so there's not one diet for everybody that yeah. everyone seems to be seeking these days, the mm. one diet, but we have to look at who we are, our heritage, our body needs, where we live, the climate, and adjust the diet to mm. that. Um, and then you have your herbs and plants which help keep you healthy along the way. It's a long-term thing, mm. so it's part of preventative medicine. And then you can have your stronger plants that, that might act a little quicker like an analgesic you know drug or something like this <laughs> or an anti-inflammatory um and then you have your drugs which are quick snap yeah, yeah so that you know give you an instant fix and even in this day and age i think they have their place you mm. know we just have to be aware of what they're doing to the overall effect of the body yeah and yeah so you know even in in our business we see people come in oh you know i'm so sick i, I want to be better now you know <laughs> i want to be better yesterday and and we can help to a certain degree but yeah though we all need to understand that getting to the bottom of who we are and how we live and what we use in our life is true health and true healing and yeah yeah so yeah. where that quick instant fix came from i guess they developed um some medicines very cleverly you know at the uh, turn of the century that did give that like painkillers and antibiotics and things like that and as i said they've all had their place yeah. <laughs> but it's probably overuse yes. now that we've come to and so it's uh, there's a bit of a grassroots movement of coming back to our natural selves and yeah and understanding yeah how can we take care of ourselves a little better rather than relying on an outside source so much yeah and it's quite exciting mm. i think mm. there's more and more consciousness coming back mm. to well it takes you know we, we are part of nature this 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 body that we're in is quite a natural thing therefore mm. you know it will act as nature which is normally not the instant instant fix or the instant healing it can mm. happen but you know when i talk to doctors they would say well you know when a flu epidemic starts or when when there's quite an outbreak of, of flu for for whatever reason it's it's they they can remedy the pain and the discomfort but they say we know there are one day three day five day flus they they will just run the course it's just what the body does with it mm. you you can't speed that up you can just reduce the you know but but so they would say look sometimes 80 percent of the people that actually see us don't really have to see us because we can't do anything about it it is mm. how nature is there's you know it's good to check in when things are a little bit you know too too extreme and all the rest of it of course you know that's what doctors are for but i think we have lost a little bit the acknowledgement of like well this is just what sometimes happens to the body and then you know you you just you just take it easy or you, you just find find the place to to heal again and yeah mm. it is a little bit lost but I, I have the feeling it comes back that acknowledgement that mm. time is part of part of the equation well it's interesting because my husband and i this morning were having a conversation about reinventing our lives and i said how about upcycling our lives because upcycling yeah. is a real trendy word at the moment <laughs> so i thought okay i'm gonna help people upcycle their lives yeah. you know and it's really yeah looking about 
um, yeah, where are we taking rest and where are we getting stressed and what's our, our balance in life. And, you know, herbal medicine is for me a big part of that because there are herbs that, you know, I talked about the antibiotic mm. properties or antibacterial, I don't um, I can say of this plant, and there's herbs that are antivirals as mm. well. So they can help reduce the severity of the virus mm-hmm. and, you know, support the body to reduce the heat. You know, we want a fever to a certain degree because the fever helps burn, mm. you know, the bacteria, the virus, so on, but you don't want to get it out of control. So you can come in with your herbs to help support the body gently to lower the fever, to help, you know, reduce the severity and the time of the virus in the body, sleep, rest, of course, it's the most important medicine, you Mm. know, and, you know, in this fast-paced world we can forget that. And I sometimes get shocked even in Mullumbimby we're all going a little fast. (laughs) That's like, guys, breathe, slow down, you know. (laughs) So, yeah, it's all about balance Mm. in there, yeah. Have you seen a change in... I guess what the illnesses are that, that that you know happen in this area over the last twenty years. Like, can you see that people mm. have different different symptoms and, and maybe also different causes for their illnesses that let's say twenty years ago when you started? Yeah, probably the stress thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Number it's one, just yeah, number ah. one, because people are so much busier and financial pressure too has okay. come, especially over the last. Oh, I don't know, five, ten years, okay. people have been a lot more under financial pressure um, with families and just surviving, mm-hmm, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. paying bills, paying for food, things like that. You know, I've seen that. Definitely um, relationship pressures. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's an interesting time at the moment because there's such a, a groundswell of people wanting to go back to more natural lifestyle and yet we still see the stress Um yeah. In in our culture as well, and I think people are slowly starting to realise. Yes, we need to come back to the community, slow down a bit, and yeah, mm. take care of ourselves better. Yeah, so, there's yeah. Th- there are so many different options available now for to everyone that can also really be, I think, quite harmful. And and the people in this area, you know, it's probably one of the most progressive and open open minded mm. areas in Australia for sure, mm. and is known around the world for it. Um, with all the options that one has and all the options to experiment with it, I think there comes also, um, I guess, a complacency. If something doesn't work, it might actually not be the method, but actually the person not wanting to go there or not mm. wanting to stick really with like, well, you know, it will only work if I do it for a whole week and then there are excuses mm. why not and so on. And I found that interesting looking at maybe a culture and a time where there was only one one structure that people could explore and use Mm. but because it was just so ingrained in the culture they would actually do it so Mm. you know like i don't know if we would be a a meditating culture for example Mm. or or, you know a a buddhist culture then there would be the meditation always part of of the day which Mm. means you know there's taken care of quite a bit of of the problems that arise if if you don't have that mindfulness or the 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 quiet time right Mm. so i I found that i'm just thinking about because you know i'm just the same like i have all sorts of options of what i can do but i think there's real gold of like okay it doesn't actually matter too much what you use because Mm. there's so many things that work but you just have to stick with it and just stick for a while with it and see what what happens and the fast-paced culture oh i just change over it hasn't had the results within a week so just do something else can be quite dangerous hey Mm. well simplicity is something I certainly uh, love and uh, 
you know, I perceive that a lot of people are seeking simplicity in their lives again because with the internet and access to the world wide mm. web, and, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I watched myself go there too, yeah. you know, all this information, all <laughs> these people, all these places, you know, to the point of, wow, look at all this information, you know. And, yeah, when I walk out in your garden there and I see the nasturtium and the comfrey and the sage and the thyme, something in me just settles and the simplicity kicks in yeah. of, and it's such a healing for me, the garden, the plants, the mm. herbs, you know, and you guys offering a, a cup of herbal tea to, to start the morning. It's it's a way of calming down and relaxing. And so finding, yeah, whether it's meditation, I, I love myself and find mm. really beautiful and, and the way we live our lives in simplicity and connection and um you know we were talking a little bit about ambition before like with companies mm. that um you know have their ambition and their financial goals and so on mm -hmm. and so forth and you're saying that more companies are coming back to putting the people mm. first so Definitely. i guess in some ways that's a sign also of the recognition that we've got to slow down a little bit and be a little bit more real <laughs> with yeah. each other and simple with each other. Yeah, and and to me, quite like the the corporate setup for the from the point of view that if you don't get it right, you know, you actually cease to exist. You know, if if you mm. if you so so from from a financial point of view and not looking after your people <laughs> um is not such a good thing because it's actually quite uh there's a lot of effort that goes into finding the right people and then retaining them and if you don't do that if you just run through it so quickly through one person after the other and they come mm -hmm. and they leave and they come and they leave um that really disrupts the the the, the thing called called company you know or enterprise and uh, i remember m my dad worked in um in, in the schooling system in Germany and, and he taught something that was called um, uh, economic ethics and there was insurances and banks asking for t teaching that because they could see that people had a real problem with their values when they worked in that industry and finding that that balance between being proud of your your what you do and bringing the company you know enough income is, is really really important and then something that you said earlier I thought that was just the same as if we know that financial stress and stress and setup of our world really affects people and they get sick, that's not good for the yeah. GDP of the country. So that means actually that politicians must have, and I'm sure they do, um, have a real interest in making sure that everyone is healthy. And I think that we will become more and more obvious to, I guess, to the world because the, the countries who look really after their people, mm. they become really productive, really happy, and therefore, you know, there are many different factors that change to the better. And um, I think it's a time where information is so readily available that it could really, mm. that it could happen again and, and, and the people come first. As I said, the co companies have realized it, but I'm sure governments mm. have to come that go there too. Mm. What you were saying there about... Um, yeah, the awareness and growth of, of medicine, I guess. <laughs> I'm watching in uh, in the field of medicine, there's a, a thing called functional medicine now. Yeah. And um, I, my understanding of what functional medicine means is that doctors and naturopaths, because there's a whole group of doctors that have moved across to looking at this functional medicine, mm. where we are looking right into the working of the body. There's different pathways in the body. Um, and a big thing that people are looking at now is genetics, genetic testing, which, you know, you're not going to run out and test every single client that comes in to see you. Mm -hmm. 
But when you get cases where hmm, something's just not clicking here, we have the availability of this functional medicine and the functional medicine testing where we can go, oh, look, this pathway is not working. And oh, lo and behold, we only need this vitamin or this mineral here to open that pathway up again. And that child's now not getting that particular problem or you know issue or that the depression's leaving or so we have also this wonderful scientific side of natural medicine happening at the moment as well and uh, with the you know the um, genetic testing too we can see what medicines will work on certain people and so yeah and this is an area here that I don't think the governments are quite behind yeah, yet yeah, but yeah. it's got to happen yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it works and it's going to again the preventative medicine word that I said save a lot of money in the long run with healthcare, mm. you know and save because as beautiful as our natural medicine is too yeah sometimes it's not working because mm-hmm. you're not giving the right thing for that particular individual yeah. so we can use this scientific medicine as well and give the right supplements and the right foods and the right things. And so it's such a beautiful melting blending time. I think it's exciting, as you said, really, of what we have coming for the future of, you know, the lovely traditional medicines and and scientific pathway forward. Yeah. Yeah. What is exciting about technology nowadays is that things become really inexpensive. You know, I don't know how much it costs to uh, decipher the first – gene you know back in the days and then Mm. you know it it became exponentially cheaper to do that and nowadays the test a a dna test is is not that expensive anymore at all Mm. and and i'm sure you know many other tests that you have access now that because of our logistic network you can actually get it there within 24 hours as it might need Mm. you know whatever it might be and um it's it's great to see that something that is so traditional and you could also see could think that it's really conservative is not because the, the core principle is to help help people I, I believe and and therefore whatever works mm. will be integrated and mm. i think that's that's a really beautiful um acknowledgement of what really is at the, at the core yeah well where we come from with our little business we've got you know kind of all the core basics people can come in with their you know we've got fresh plants <laughs> yeah, right. for planting their garden you come in you've got the dried herbs for making teas and we've got our lovely tinctures if for making it a bit stronger and then we do have the supplements and things like that so you know you want to start simple usually it's just simple tweaks with people's yeah. diet or lifestyle to help them you know to to come back to a balance of health but as i said yeah there's then there's some people out there where we're just going oh you know what's going on yeah so it's great that we've got the technology now to go okay well we need to test further here and and find out yeah so yeah (laughs) what are your sort of five five go-to remedies that you see mo- mm. most mostly used by people and and you know that the underlying question is probably what what are people's problems at the moment mostly and i think you said like stress yeah. is certainly number one but what, what would be those five, five herbs and things just mm. well classically um coughs colds and flus i have a little saying you know we see a lot of coughs colds flus and urinary tract infections <laughs> really? yeah. but anyway yeah. the coughs colds and flus and you know from my understanding they're getting their colds and flus because the immune system is down because they're stressed or various uh, things are happening yeah. so the virus can invade and take them down i know myself if i get tired and i don't rest 
then I can be open to getting something. And usually if you can rest, then you don't get sick mm. as much or and have the supportive things. So, yes, good old echinacea. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sometimes I roll my eyes at echinacea. Yeah, but, yeah. hey, you know, it is such a beautiful white blood cell enhancer and lymphatic okay. cleanser. It's just such a beautiful herb. Mm. And there's another herb that I personally love called the common name is boneset or eupatorium is the Latin name. <laughs> and when you take echinacea and you put eupatorium with it, and eupatorium is traditionally used to bring down fevers. It also is an immune enhancer, supports white blood cell count. So when you put echinacea with boneset together, which is my little trick in yeah. my cough, gold and flu mixes, <laughs> boom, you get such an enhancement of the action. Uh, so I love those two together. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then you've got the person standing in front of you. So, okay, they might have a virus, but how does that look for them? Have they got a sore throat? Have they got a headache? Have they got a cough, a cold? Or So you put in the herbs that are, you know, going to help. A, a herb that I love for coughs and chest and also has immune enhancing action is pelagonium. It's from the geranium species. Okay. It's beautiful. It helps dry up that horrible cough and, and mucus. It's sweet tasting, so it's nice for kids. Yeah. Uh, oh, gosh, there's so many herbs that I love. Um, out in your garden, we don't actually use this a lot in the clinic, but I tell people, have you got nasturtium growing out in your garden? Go eat the leaves and the little berries that grow on them, the little seeds. Okay. That's a natural antibiotic. It clears up mucus. You know, get it in your salads, eat it in your diet. It's it's brilliant. At, wow. You know, when, that's why it grows wintertime because yeah. it's needed. You look at the plants that grow and when they grow and they're often used at those times, elderberry. Elderberry is a, a, a tree, you might know, elder wine <laughs> they yeah, used to yeah. make. yep. And the berry is used to bring down fevers. That's another one I love particularly mm. at this time of the year. It tastes sweet. It can bring down a fever. Um, and the flower of the elderberry is a really lovely tasting herb that can bring the mucus, especially where kids mm. get all snotty and that kind of thing. <laughs> so I said echinacea, boneset, nasturtium, elder, um, pelagonium. Yeah, I can go on. And biddens, I love this more yeah. and more, uh, those urinary tract infections with your juniper. And there's another herb that, a Chinese herb actually, Coptis sinensis, that has beautiful um, antibacterial deep cleansing mm. activity that we use a lot for infections and things. So that's, uh, that's another sick. one that I love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think Hippocrates um, said like, uh, they, they their food be your medicine or your medicine your food. Mm. And almost calls like having having a special, you know, little cafe as part, part of, mm. of um, one of her herbals to um, – to bring these salads out that you know they're nutritious <laughs> and yummy and all the rest of it but actually bring these medicines into it because mm -hmm. i'm sure oh you know I, I guess when you talk to people who, who look at nutrition and what's available at the moment in the supermarket or in, in the normal shops there's a lot of the same and you know it's just you know a lot of weed and, and a lot of i don't know starches and all the rest of it but if you would really eat what's grown around you mm. you would probably have quite a dose of medicine every day mm. and it would be just the normal thing to do hey well everyone talk about superfoods you yeah. know they're going buying these expensive packets of yep. superfoods you know well you can have your own superfoods and, and i know a lot of people live in suburban environments where it's kind of hard mm. to grow their own foods and things well 
I had the luxury of living on properties and where I could grow my gardens and grow foods. And, but now I actually live in a suburban place in Lennox Head Mm. where I can't complain because of, I don't get loads of sunlight and growing space, but I have learnt to grow in pots. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, I have always growing parsley. If there's one thing you're going to grow, grow tons of parsley and eat (laughs) parsley every day, you know, high in vitamin C, your iron, um, other minerals as well, you know, um, your greens like your spinaches and perpetual spinaches. You can grow in little pots. I have them growing there. Lebanese cress grows like wildfire. You don't need a lot of sun to grow it. That's, you know, really, you can grow all sorts of things. Yeah. Um, your little, your nasturtiums, they grow like a weed. You they know, do, you can, yeah. So, yeah, even around suburbia, this is a dream that I have yeah. of, you know, planting suburbia with yeah. food and trees where people can just walk around. And they are superfoods. They're fresh grown, you know, you pick them straight away so you get the instant vitality and, yeah, it's not expensive. That's that's a vision I have yeah. uh, of the future of food everywhere. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's so exciting. And I think there's really something said about, um, I guess, public health and just making sure that the right food is available and, you know, that people grow their own things. But, you know, I acknowledge and, you know, having having kids myself, you know, that there's not that much time mm. during the day. But I think there's growing movement for actually making sure that what's supplied is not only fresh but is actually also healthy and it's the right variety or you know it's a high, mm-hmm. heirloom variety that is known for having additional properties rather than really a hybrid or you know mm-hmm. whatever have you and um we're, talk, we're talking to uh, john bumpers he's uh, he's a mineral specialist when it comes to hair testing and that type of thing and we were coming up with the idea of actually growing focusing on bringing certain minerals just back into the body but mm. just knowing actually what people miss and you know and, and making sure that when you grow you actually have the the right minerals available rather than the bare minimum of what a plant needs as well hey well that comes back to the soil doesn't it in mm. australia we have very very old soils and they're usually zinc deficient magnesium deficiency and you said to me well what do i see in the clinic yeah mm. and that was um something i didn't mention at the time is you know, every second person is zinc deficient and magnesium deficient. And yeah, by testing yeah, it actually. You can yeah, see that in tests, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you can talk to them. What's yeah. going on? Oh, you're getting cramps at night. Oh, okay. You're not healing so well. Oh, you can look at your fingernails. You know, we have the old fashioned yeah. way of well, testing. Well, because you probably, if you would do the testing, you would just see the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. true. But I'm, mm. you know, I don't have the clinic when they, uh, the testing when they walk in. Yeah. yeah. So I can ask a few questions. And that was traditionally the naturopathic way of looking at the yeah. person, looking at your fingernails, looking at your skin hair, talking, yeah. asking some questions. So, yeah, we can see quite easily that these deficiencies and often it's just helping adjust that and yeah obviously it would be great if we can get it out of food mm-hmm. all the time but sometimes you need to supplement people to bring them back into balance too yeah. so yeah S- selenium yeah. would be probably another one i know yeah New Zealand, yep. australia yep. It's really low on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The soils here are quite poor. And I know there's some companies and movements out there that yeah. are working to get the minerals back in the soil and through mm-hmm. biodynamic gardening and mm. those sorts of things. There's no point in growing in poor soils. So. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And that's, you know, we check the quality of where our herbs come from and everything too because we want it organic and we want good quality and that's what um, I think, you know, we're seeing coming through. We're very passionate about getting the right thing out to the people. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. Mm. So I guess you were saying like number one is probably stress. Um, 
the mm. underlying cause for actually mm. the, the symptoms that people portray and uh, so show. And the, the second one sounds like malnutrition, or one of the, the big ones would be also malnutrition, I guess. Mm. It's yeah. It, yeah, malnutrition's a big word, but yeah, in, uh -huh. in these small areas of the magnesium or the zinc mm. or selenium or, or iodine or different little things too, you know. And, uh, you know, we've got to look at the different diets that people eat too, you know, that um, might be lacking in certain nutrients as well. So if you're going to do specific diets, you've got to make sure you've got the nutrients covered that our physical body, because we still have this physical body, yep. <laughs> needs to, yeah. Personally, I've, I've, I dove into many different diets and, mm. you know, or maybe just theoretically dove into it and said, ah, oh, this is not for me. But I'm aware of many and there is always an intent behind it that makes overall sense. But I, I do believe it has increased of what's out there. Mm. What's your take on, on diets nowadays, you know, mm. like the gluten-free one, the, the keto, the paleo, you, you know, mm. all of them. Like what, what's, because I'm sure you see also <laughs> the, the, here's another thing I just want to throw in there. So, you know, talked to Mason Taylor recently and he said, look, you know, there's a real, because people are sick, they want the, the wonder, wonder pill, mm. but they don't necessarily trust the, the medical side of things anymore. So they, they are a low hanging fruit for people who come with the latest superfood or the latest thing. And this will really, this will be the thing that will sort mm. you out this is all you need and so on and i think that's the same a little bit with the diets that mm. people just jump onto next oh yeah this is the solution i found it this is it but mm. um yeah i'm sure you see the other side where people actually realize well you know after this diet i felt i was worse off than before and i certainly know that for myself i've done certain things that just it didn't even make sense to me i certainly mm. still did it did it and 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 was worse off can you speak a little bit about that about mm, that because i think mm. it's it's quite a topic mm. it, it's a huge topic and yet again i come back to simplicity and the simplicity for me is who are you mm. where do you live like uh, genetics to a certain degree comes into it because if you grow up in like a northern european i have a lot of celtic in my history so i'm fine with butter you yeah. know <laughs> i love my butter yeah. you know my partner he is from italian heritage he loves olive oil mm. so you know um, there's people from the south pacific and there's the coconut oil mm. oh which Which fat do we eat, yep. you know? So that comes as part of looking at what diet to do. Yeah. So I think with diet, you've got to find out who you are. <laughs> and then when you're starting to understand who you are and you'll start to understand what's right for you. We all have different metabolic types. That mm. means we burn things, we process things differently. Um You know, our, our beliefs and spiritual beliefs are going to come into it too. What do I believe? What do I feel right with? Mm -hmm. You know, so you've got to feel good about your diet as well. So that's, yeah, I don't think that there is one diet, one answer, one way for everybody. I think we've all got to, yeah, find mm -hmm the right diet and it may change at different times i have been through my period of being a vegetarian mm -hmm. and that worked for me at that point in time mm. then i got pregnant and my body went no <laughs> <laughs> so i listened to that you know i even had a dream about that mm. um where i was told you know what medicine i needed at that time and the big big picture of things i would you know love the planet to be vegetarian and, you know, us to be doing our farming practices in different ways. 
Having said that, I still think we have to come back to who we are and what our body needs at the at the time, and it may change mm. at different times of our lives too. And so, I think with all healing um, and medicine, it and and as a naturopath, um, you know, <laughs> it's a funny word. Sometimes I go, "What does that even mean?" As a person that can support and help people to understand themselves, yeah. and then find the right choices in food and in herbs and medicine. If, if that's what I can do, then I'm doing something, yeah. <laughs> helping them understand what's right for them mm-hmm. and their family. Great. Yeah. So it's Rather really, than telling them yes. you've got to do this, you've, this is the only way, this is right, yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so you're really pro- probing and just asking the questions and, and mm. just helping people to have mm. a, And with diet to answer your question too. Okay. I think people really, yeah, need to uh, – experiment you know yeah. if if you're concerned you can get genetic tests which will help you yeah. learn and understand how you process certain things some people aren't meant to do paleo some people aren't meant to be vegan you know it just depends on your body type yeah you can find that out too if you really want to get into it on on that science level how, how yeah. much is the test nowadays like that oh look i'm not sure but uh, I, th- I want to say around $60, $80, I think. Really? Um, so, ah, that, that sounds the, expensive. What's yeah. it, you know, where you find out your heritage from yeah, yeah. your family that com- uh, doesn't need to say company, but there's, there's mm. lots, they're all starting it now. And then you can get into other companies um, that will give you the results and help you interpret it too because mm-hmm. interpreting it is um, they have like, um, genetic coaches to, <laughs> to help you understand because it can be a little complicated too. But yeah, yeah. So I've, yeah, you know, you were saying that you know a lot of people come with colds, flus, and and you know that type of thing. And you always have to say echinacea, echinacea, and then but you also acknowledge actually it's the immune system that is down. Mm. So if if I just rephrase what you said, you're basically saying like you know stress is a major one, and that comes from all sorts of areas in people's life mm. uh, you know relationship as you said financial and but then probably also the body actually not coping for one reason or another yeah mm. um what's the can you see complacency like um a pattern of complacency when like we as as um as customers come into your uh, into into your shop what what would you say is, is the one thing that people just don't acknowledge and and you think to yourself if you just would do this mm, you probably okay. wouldn't come in like is there one it's such yeah a thing? Uh, well um i'm gonna say the s word sugar <laughs> okay yeah right you know um look we live in an area where most people have great diets and pretty healthy and mm. and and so on but that s word's a sneaky little thing sugar mm. you know mm. you really need to read everything look at everything and or just only eat non-bought stuff um it's a food that's not so great for our bodies yeah. <laughs> you know maybe in certain places at certain times yeah. but certainly processed sugar that has infiltrated throughout the whole food industry we are understanding now that so much inflammation and problems come mm. from a thing that doesn't really belong in the human diet you know um yeah. that uh, and, and look, I don't know if I can just apply it to, you know, this area being yeah. complacent, but it's one thing that, you know, I uh, was 
a couple of years ago myself, I went, right, I'm going to completely give up sugar. Yeah. And the amount of things that I saw it in, there's one little favourite sauce that only just the other day <laughs> that my husband loves that I went, oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. Look. Mm. No wonder that tastes so great, you know. <laughs> So, yeah, look, I guess I can't really apply it to this area mm. being complacent, but I, I, what I can apply it to is it's a sneaky little thing that if you really want to weed out things mm. that aren't so great for your body, that's a great one to yeah. to get onto and, and look for and eat as much natural and unmanufactured as possible. Yeah. Yeah. I mm. talked to food manufacturers mm. before. They were saying that what's well, the cheapest ingredient? So if you want to bulk up mm. your your let's say your muesli or something like that, mm. adding sugar is very inexpensive compared to any of the other ingredients. Plus it makes people really want to eat it. Mm. Um one other thing that I just wanted to touch touch at this um is when when you actually work with people, like how you How do you know what to apply or is it just like, like what framework in mind do you actually use or do you have different people and you say, say this is actually more for our Ayurvedic practitioner or this mm. is more for the person that knows more about, about the local herbalism. How, how do you mm. go about knowing which, which school of thought, I guess, to apply first? Mm. Good question. So people come into us and we have a service that's called over the counter where they can come in and not have like a full consultation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we're treating the everyday illnesses and things, but then someone's got something that's a little bit like a bit more. So yeah. Okay. Um, uh, asking a few questions about what's going on for them. And I offer the Ayurvedic um, pathway, mm-hmm. which has become quite popular mm-hmm. over the last so many years. And some people just say, oh, yeah, you know, or they'll come in and ask specifically okay. for the Ayurvedic pathway, yeah. which is not about the scientific testing. It is, you know, about reading pulses uh, and assessing that person, mm. the dosha that they are and helping apply herbs and uh, diet and everything and and. Uh, exercises according to their particular mm. type. So by asking the questions, I'll say, oh, okay, you, you want to go the Ayurvedic way. Some people want to go the more science way. They'll want to go to the functional medicine, medicine testing pathway. So yep. I'll recommend my practitioner that does that. You know, um, I have another very traditional herbal a uh, woman who also works with energy healing and crystals and things like that. Mm. And so we'll go that way with her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, and um, my business partner, one one of my business partners is a man and he's very science-orientated as well. So, you know, we might go that pathway with him. Just by asking a few questions and seeing what that person would want. Do you want a male? Do you want a female? Yeah. Do you want this pathway, that pathway? People mm. seem to have a pretty good idea. Some people go, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever works. Yeah. yeah. But also when someone just comes into us too, you are doing a very quick assessment of how can you help them now and get them that relief mm. as quick as possible, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> to to help them but to show them also that, you know, these things can help you pretty quickly but then – the work's to be done next yeah, yeah. along, you know, you've got to follow the pathway. Oh, so, so. a prescription would include not only a couple of medicine, herb, mm. herbs, whatever, but also actually to do in relationship to changing habits and, and, and doing certain things differently. In, in a full naturopathic consult, yeah, yeah. definitely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. It's 
yeah, it's what's going on here, what's at the root cause of what's going on here. Uh -huh. Yeah. You mentioned that you also work more and more with doctors. Mm. Is that something that has increased a lot over the mm. last 20 years? Well, in Mullumbimby, certainly. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, we've had doctors come in and introduce themselves because I think the doctors themselves are getting more interested, the, the yeah. younger ones and aware of natural medicines. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, they will uh, write scripts and send people to us because they're studying these things too mm -hmm. and understanding how it works that just giving an antibiotic's not going to fix mm -hmm. this or their understanding that, you know, there is a deficiency here or something's out of balance too. So... In Mullumbimby, yeah, that has increased a mm. lot for us. You know, it's it's interesting because um, I would love to have have more meetings with them, and, and mm. it seems like time with us even that hasn't happened. But I have had visions of really having. Um, there's been a couple of meetings, especially yeah. um, a few years ago around the limes. Thing oh, okay. a lot of the yep. doctors got interested in in the limes, and so we had a meeting with the doctors about limes and what they're wow. doing about it and what yeah. we're doing about it, and and that was rather great. So it'd be great to see more interaction and more talking yeah. and sharing about these things. Truly, mm. yeah, because it is definitely a profession, just as as naturopaths or what what have you, where where the people come. Well, most doctors that I know go into this profession not to make lots of money, you know, but actually to really help people. That's in, in the core of, of why they're doing what they do. And um, it has been a field that always was always interested. Actually, I wanted to become a doctor, but then thought like, oh, I might not be quite clever enough, you know, and so I didn't do it. But, you know, the, the interest has always been there. And, and when talking to people and they might have a really quite conservative view on you know, Newtonian thinking that, you know, it has to be all scientifically proven and isolated and, you know, has nothing to do with emotion. That's quite an old, old mindset. But even when talking to those people and disagreeing with them, I can see, well, that's what the framework that they just operate in. And if they can see that something else is, is working and, and there's, there's a safe place to go and still have credibility and and still mm. feel like i'm doing the right thing this is this is backed up this is safe to to practice or to recommend they will go then um no few doctors in in germany and there's there has always been quite 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 a traditional um the, the traditional remi remedies were always part of their recommendation you know so um th that's how i grew up you know often i wouldn't get actually medicine when i go there you know they would assess it and say look this is all in the safe place just get more rest or drink mm -hmm. more or, you know quite quite yeah, really simple things and and and, and there was has always been accepted but what i can see now is that ayurvedic or traditional chinese medicine comes in and it's just part of their repertoire mm. of their toolkit if you like and because it is definitely accepted by a part of the population but also more and more by medical boards or you know ministries that they actually say this can be part of it and can be supplementary to what 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 traditional was seen as as the medical profession mm. so yeah, it's it's beautiful how that evolves. And then I think we're really in for a treat of, of seeing that merge again. And yeah, you know, I credit the, the communication nowadays with the internet actually a lot of good things as well because of that, because the knowledge is just out there and, and people talk about it. And as I said, like, I think doctors are there like a sponge and just find what, what can help to mm. help my people that, that I look after. Hey? Mm. Well, it's a nice way to kind of bring things uh, to a conclusion here in that, uh, you know, I see it's been a dream of mine. There was many years ago we had a, t uh, a talk 
in Bangalore yeah. of a panel of a doctor, a psychologist. I was a naturopath and um, some other people, um, maybe an acupuncturist and a chiropractor. And when it was my turn to talk, you know, I stood up and I think everyone was expecting me to say, you know, oh, you know, medicine's bad, it's got to be all natural, yeah. so on. And I said, hey, you know, we have um, this really amazing modern medical system, you know, of our hospitals and doctors and saving lives and yeah. broken arms and snake bites and things that I don't want to know about. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and we have this amazing traditional medicine as well from the Chinese, from the Ayurvedic, from, you know, European herbalism, African, South American. You know, we have the whole world at our fingertips here. Mm. And we can learn from all of it and come together. And for me, a favourite saying I have is hold your vision and walk your path, walk your path of beauty, which is, you know, me practising my herbalism in the community and sharing what I can. And I think if all of us hold our vision and keep walking our path and, mm -hmm. and holding the vision that we are going to have this beautiful collection of uh, medicine for the people and, you know, strengthening of the community coming back together growing food and sharing and yeah that's it's a vision that i have and hold <laughs> yeah yeah no i can see Completely. that more, more becoming yeah. mm. reality really mm. alvian we have three questions that we normally ask people at the end of the show uh and the first one would be what are the three things that get you <laughs> up every morning <laughs> Well, I, I'm my family and community yeah. is, uh, uh, I guess I can break them into two. <laughs> my family, you know, I love my family. I'm a very strong family woman. I'm a strong matriarch <laughs> mother. <laughs> I love my kids and, you know, um, my husband. And, and then, yeah, my work, which is my community Um And I hadn't pre-thought this, but jumping in my head right now is learning, uh, learning something new every day, which I do, you know, and being open to going that aha every day of, wow, that's a cool new herb or that's a new thought or, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I relate to that. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> and what's the favorite thing? What's at the moment your favorite thing, like, you know, if you... If you well, look, I guess my family was always number one yeah. and now they're all grown up and kind of moving away and yeah. doing their thing and my community is humming away. It's right now in this moment I'm getting that aha. It's like a, a rediscovering of myself at, mm. at this mature age that I am now. It's a new way for me. So I'm getting a lot of the aha and it's like a new life again, a newness coming for me, which awesome. is great. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can see that. You mm. know, certainly, mm -hmm. yeah. Excitement. <laughs> <laughs> the last question we have is um, always wondering, why do you think these humans are here? Like, why do you think, <laughs> why do you think we do this? Like, I, Did you know what was in my head this morning when I woke up? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, gosh. You know, I was thinking about my mother this morning and she passed away last October and I was with her at the time. And I was thinking about her this morning and the last kind of year of her life and I could she, see she was kind of questioning that, you know, <laughs> why were we here, you know. I had a great time but why were we here? And, oh, uh, you know, I could say something like evolution and, and spiritual involvement and, and I do believe that on, mm. on some level. But I don't know. It's, yeah, I, 
yeah, maybe maybe there's a reason, maybe there's not a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. I would like to believe that there's uh, some form of evolution of, of spirit and us as beings, not necessarily even staying as humans, but as beings. Yeah. yeah. Which is then probably mm. true for not only the humans, <laughs> but the animals around and the plants yeah. and what have you. But yeah. I, I think I'm still learning that question. Yeah, great. Which is one of your favorite things to do. Yeah. <laughs> Improves the life. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Alvian, mm. thank you so much for making the time. Mm. Really appreciate it. Um, I hope I have you in the, on the show again in a later stage and, and just hear what, you know, what is happening in the community and in that field mm. that has been growing and, you know, as a hope for many people, but it's also an um, expression of where society has come to and that brings mm. the old and the new together in a really beautiful way. Mm, you're so, welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for listening to The Sauna Show. My name is Sebastian Mirau and this episode was sponsored by Clila Jacuzzi Saunas the world's leading provider of superior quality, full-spectrum infrared saunas. You can find more information and resources for this podcast at thesaunashow.com, all one word, or on Instagram at thesaunashow. Please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and share this episode with friends. Until next time, have the best day ever.